Awesome to be with everybody tonight, and thanks for joining us, all of our young friends. And it's the invitation, truly, of uh, having our families join in a sense of worship and all together. And uh, so we're just grateful that you guys are here, so welcome. And uh, we, as uh, adults and friends and, and your parents, have been going through quite a time together, and we've been thinking about this and thinking about voices and the voices that are in our lives, uh, the context of culture, maybe different ways that voices come to us. And certainly we've been looking at uh, the voice of God and the voice of Jesus in our lives. And, uh, and so last night we kind of left us in a difficult place. And uh, the disciples were talking to Jesus and the voices were very loud. Who can be saved? Who could possibly be saved if this person couldn't be or we couldn't be how is it even possible? And Jesus says the greatest voice of all, he said, oh, what's impossible for people or for humans to get themselves to God, it's possible for us. And so we're going to start off uh, with, uh, we're actually going to have a little small word of prayer. You ready? Here we go. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for this night, and thanks for all the friends that have joined us, and be with us tonight as we look at how you made things possible for us. And Lord, be with us in all of our times tonight, and uh, thank you for all the friends that have joined us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Uh, I, as youth minister for 35 years, uh, back in the day, I used to have young people always come to me and say, Brad, let's go do this. And you would not believe the list of what young people have asked me to do. I mean, it's like, Brad, let's go do this. Let's go do this. So adventure after adventure on the Enneagram, I'm a seven, like many others of sevens. They're like, oh, I love adventures. And I had these young people in my young life club and they and their father and their parents were way into this thing called spelunking. And spelunking is a strange sport. It's you go and explore caves. And I mean, these people were in to exploring caves. They had the outfits, the helmets, the knee pads, the elbow pads. They were wired for spelunking. In fact, it was kind of cool because they were on some exploration of spelunking and they had this, and they would go map these caves and they have gone to places that nobody had ever gone before. Unexplored territory in caves, which is kind of cool. It's like going to Mars, first person to Mars. Well, there's places under the earth that nobody's ever been. And so they said, Brad, we, there's this one cave, and there's this tributary off this cave, and we think it attaches to this giant cave over here. Do you want us to come help map this thing? And I'm like... Sure. <laughs> so we strap on these things. We go into this cave, and I mean, there's nothing more dark than the inside of a cave. And uh, now beware, like seriously, beware of the story, because you, you don't have to experience this, so it's okay. But it's, a, it's really a strange experience. And so you have these headlamps on, and you go down there, and we go way down in there. And I just can imagine, could you imagine like the lights going off on your helmet? It'd be like... It's so, you know, we're done. <laughs> so, or, uh, you know, so we are going down, and then we take this left turn. I was just with this, Steve is his name, and he goes, okay, bro, we're going to take this left turn. And, you know, in caving, you just kind of go through whatever you can to get through it. And so you're on your hands and knees, you're up and down, and you're going through stuff. Well, this particular tributary 
just started getting smaller and smaller. And we're like, we're still going. And my friend, who was very experienced at this, he just kind of kept slithering through this wet cave, okay? And there was this spot in this place that was, here's the ceiling, here's the floor, like about like that. And he fires right through there, you know, by Steve. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow my friend. And so I get in there, and you have to take your helmet off and turn your head sideways. And then you're going through this, and literally, this is the ceiling of the cave, and this is the floor, and it's like this. And you're crawling through with the earth on you. Okay, so everybody's creeped out right now, okay. <laughs> and I got so stuck in this position, and I could not see my friend. And I'm like, this is so, this is the end of everything right now. This is so no good. I was impossibly stuck. And it actually really, I mean, to this day, it kind of trips me out. It's like, I, I haven't really done it since, since then. But, and I was like, I'm so stuck. I can't go backwards. I can't go forward. My helmet's here. My light's on, thank God. And, and so it's impossible. I am so stuck. There's nothing I could do. All in the name of trying to join these tributaries. And then after what seemed like hours, it wasn't. It was like maybe four or five minutes, maybe. And I'm like, Steve, Steve, whoa, you know, just, you got, I see this light kind of scurrying back, you know, and, uh, and my friend comes and goes, Brad, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. And so, you know, instead of like pushing me backwards, like, let's get out of here, he goes, here, come on, we're almost there. I'm like, wait. And so he pulls me through this thing, which I would not have made it without him. I needed his help. I would not have made it without him. And, and I said, the only problem with this, Steve, is we have to go back through that thing. <laughs> and so we, we kind of went for a while. Actually, the cave kind of just diminished to almost nothing. So we didn't actually discover the hidden passage, rats. But meanwhile, we had to go back. And it was just an amazing experience. And I think about this in the context of what we were talking about last night. And that is, we're in a situation that's impossible. There's impossible for us to make our way to God. Impossible. But Jesus says, what's impossible for man is possible for God. And tonight we're going to look at a story of Jesus, of how he came to help us. His mission was to come and pull us through. His mission was to deal with this condition that we all consider and deal with in the context of our brokenness or the context of our sin, the impossible situation that we find ourselves in. And so Jesus' mission from day one, he had one ambition. And his mission was, oh, come and heal people, come and feed people, come and really serve people, come and love people like nobody's ever loved. And he loved so well. And we pick this up in John 18, the story and the story goes, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook to a garden, and now Judas, who portrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees 
and went there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, knowing what would happen to him. This is Jesus on his mission. He always knew why he came. He had one ambition, one mission. And his mission was to come deal with this impossibility of our lives. It says, Jesus knowing what would happen to him, came forward and said, who do you seek? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to him, I am he. Again, Jesus uses the words of God. I am he. The God of the Old Testament. I am, I am. He names himself God. And so this God in the bod says, Judas who betrayed him was standing with him. And when Jesus said to them, I am he, this is awesome, check this out. They drew back and fell to the ground. I am he, no kidding. So when he says this words, all the soldiers and everybody just collapse to the ground. <laughs> Do you imagine? Oh, yeah, let's go get this guy. With the word, he, everybody just falls over like dominoes. So powerful. So powerful, because he knew what he wanted to do. In fact, in other places it said, I could call 10,000 angels right now and wipe you all off the face of the earth if I don't want to go through this. I don't want to go through this. I am, and they all fell down. And the story goes on. So he asked them again, whom do you seek? <laughs> they got up off the ground and they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these men go. Fulfill the word that he had spoken of those given to him, not lost one of them. And then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me once again? There was a master plan. God the Son, God the Father had a plan. And the plan was to go through with this mission. And so they came and they took him. And then there's a series of things that happen. They take him off to different places. All of his disciples split. Uh, they take him to different judges. They take him and they start trying him. And they start accusing him. And they start taking him all over the place. And uh, let's go on to... What is next here? Yeah, and then they go to this chief you know, magistrate, the Roman officer, the official judge of the whole place, the president of the country, basically, and they take him to Pilate. And then Pilate says, they took Jesus after a long questioning, and they flogged him. And flogging was a tough deal. And, they, and Pilate was trying to get out of this. He, he was like, I don't want to do this. So let's like punish Jesus a little bit. And so they took him out and flogged him. Flogging was a tough business, gang. And uh, it was 30 lashes said it would kill somebody. But they'd take this whip and they would flog Jesus. And they'd flogged him 29 times. And just to make a point that we're in charge and you are not. And the, he did this for his mission. And he did this knowing what was going to happen the perfect person for you and for me. He did this for you and for me. 
And then they came up and saying to him, Hail, king of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. And Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I'm bringing him out to you that you may know that there is no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing a crown of thorns, a purple robe, and Pilate said, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him. Crucify him. So the government was against him. All the people that he'd been with for these three years against him. And he stood up with a crown of thorns, which was thorns in his head, purple robe. And they said, crucify him, crucify him. And then Pilate said to him, take him yourself and crucify him. I can find no guilt in him. For the Lamb of God was perfect. He was absolutely perfect. And he did all of this for you and for me. And the Jews answered him, we have a law that according to the Jewish law, he ought to die because he's made himself the son of God. They even said it right there. He, he said he was the son of God. And when Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. So Pilate was just stuck. The people were just screaming at him. And he just did not want to go through with this. And then he said, you're the son of God. And he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, this is an awesome question. Where are you from? What planet are you from? Who are you for real? Who are you? But Jesus gave him no answer. Because he had a mission. He had no defense. He was on a mission. And his mission was to make things possible for us in an impossible situation. Do you know that I have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you? And Jesus said, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. And then Pilate sought for his release. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone makes himself king, opposes Caesar. So then Pilate heard these words, and he brought Jesus out and set him down in the judgment seat called the stone pavement. And in Aramaic, now it was the day of preparation. He said to the Jews, Behold your king, away with him, and crucify him. And Pilate said to them, he will, he, we have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to be crucified. And that, is the, that was the trial of Jesus. And Jesus was then taken away um, with a large cross down the streets of Jerusalem. And the crucifixion piece is very difficult because it was probably the worst ever invented by mankind. So he drug this cross all the way up to this hill with two other thieves and two other folks that were, that were struggling too. And they took him up, and they, they put him on this cross. And crucifixion was very difficult. They put nails right here, put nails right here, put nails in the feet, and they'd hoist him up and drop him in a hole and hang them there like a billboard. And it was very, very difficult. And the reason for this was, as we said last night, 
the wages of sin is death. And yet, the free gift of God is what Christ did for us, for you and for me. And Christ died on the cross so that he might take all of our stuff and all of our impossibilities, all of our struggles, all of our stuff and things and sin, and he put all the sin, just like we sing about, upon himself. Last night we said, this is impossible. Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. So he came to pay the price, the price for our sins, so that he died for you and for me. The story goes on, and the way people suffer and die on the cross is very difficult because they hang there, and it's not the nails, it's not the blood that takes their life. They actually slowly suffocate to death. And so it takes hours. And people were just mocking him, and people were just throwing all kinds of insults at him. And literally all the weight of all the sin of all the whole world was just put on him for you and for me. Christ died for sins once and for all, the just for the unjust, in order that he might bring us to God. And that is actually, as gruesome as the story is, it's the good news. It was the only way. It was the mission that Jesus had so that he could bring us to God, so that he, through an impossible situation, could bring us to God. And it says, for by, this is how we experience grace, that Christ died for us so that he could forgive us Give us grace, give us mercy, and all of our stuff and all of our sin imputed upon him so that we might have life and live eternally with him. And that is good news. Christ had a mission. His mission was love. His mission was to bear all of that and all of our stuff onto himself. And that is the story of how Christ came, and that was his mission. We're going to watch um, um, a small a thing that I put together, and it, uh, it's a great song. And uh, these are just some artwork across the, the world, and it kind of just, I want you to do this for me. And by the way, you guys are doing great. Thank you. Um, I want you to do this for me. I want you to watch this peace. And what we're going to do is just, we're going to meditate on this, and we're going to think about this. And I want you to just put yourself back in time. And I want you to think about all the things that our friend Jesus went through for us. And that in the process of this whole thing, he did it out of love. He did it so that we might have life. He did it so that the stuff that was impossible for us to earn our way to God, he built a bridge. He built a bridge so that we could pass from here over to life. And this was his process, even though it was brutal and difficult. And this is a somber time. And yet, listen to this song 
check out these words. And I'm going to have a, an invitation for you around after the song. And that is this. I would like for you, for all of us, to just sit in silence and consider and ponder. Just like we sang about in the song. As I look upon this cross, what does it mean for me? And what did Jesus mean to do this for you and for me? Joe, let's play this.
Christ died for sins once and for all, the just for the unjust, in order that he might bring us to God. Let's pray, and then we're going to dismiss into some small groups and discuss kind of some of these things that we experienced tonight. And uh, let's pray all together. Ready? Here we go. Lord, thanks for this night, and thanks for letting us uh, get together. Lord, we pray that um, the message of your mission, uh, the message of all that you've done for us, that uh, because of all that you've done, that we could experience grace and forgiveness and mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. Be with us tonight as we process and discuss how you made things possible. Uh, Lord, we pray. And thank you, and let us be together tonight, and uh, Lord, help us to learn and grow, and how do we respond to all that you have done for us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Pete's going to tell us what the small group's going to be like, so thanks, Pete. Let's give it up for him. <laughs>